Today we're continuing our series, Living the Fruitful Life. As we explore what is described in the Bible as the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, the qualities that, that will be evident in our lives when we are truly rooted in God. With a challenge for each of us to ask ourselves, what am I becoming? And we've been centering our series around a short passage in Paul's letter to the Galatian church. At Galatians 5:22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And today I'm going to talk about one of the, the nine qualities that I've just read out there as listed in the passage faithfulness. And if I'm honest, my internal initial reaction when I was asked to speak on faithfulness was a slight disappointment. I hadn't been given joy or peace or love. And maybe my internal response was influenced by how as a culture, over time, we have uh, increasingly devalued faithfulness. When I was growing up, my, my favourite footballer was uh, Trevor Brooking. He played for West Ham. West Ham were my team. And I loved watching Trevor Brooking because of the way he played, his skill, his movement. But it was also what he represented. He was a one-club man. He played over 17 years. He played 650 times for one team. And he was surrounded by players in his team who also had been there for their whole career. And the reality is that today, apart from some exceptions, that is almost unheard of. It's the same when we look at employment. In years gone by, people would have been with one employer for their entire career. Now, there is no expectation by employer or employee that that would happen. Our shopping habits have changed so that we instantly go between providers of goods and services. And you might think I'm just being nostalgic and maybe in, in, a, in a way I am. But when I then think and reflect on how that has impacted on personal relationships, our, our attitude to faithfulness, whether it be marriage or friendship, I don't think it's just nostalgia. And so in the last few generations, when we think of the, the vows of marriage, our attitude as a culture to those vows has changed. And some of you listening today, you know the pain that results when those vows are broken. You know what it is to suffer the pain of unfaithfulness. And so over recent weeks, I've been reflecting on faithfulness, on, on as it's described in the Bible. You know, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? And as I've done so, I've landed in a place. I've landed in a place, why would I not want to talk about faithfulness? I want my life to be evidenced by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. But I also want it to be characterised by faithfulness. That word that's translated from the Greek as trustworthiness, reliability, fidelity, loyalty, or as I read the other day, endurance driven by trust. My wife Donna and I, we uh, recently celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary. So it's about 28 years ago that I had that conversation, the marriage conversation with Donna's dad. And I uh, vividly remember it. Um, those of you that don't know Donna, she's black, she's of Jamaican heritage. And it was that week, 
that I had asked Donna to marry me. And so I was standing in Donna's dad's kitchen and he came over to me and he, and he spoke to me and he said, so you want to marry Donna then? And he looked very serious and I said, yes. And then he said, I've got one question for you. He said, when it gets difficult, are you going to stand by her? And I said, yes, I will. And he said, okay. And that was the end of the conversation. He left the room and that was the end of the conversation. And in that question, he was saying, when, not if, you and Donna are confronted by discrimination and prejudice in your relationship towards you, will you stand by her? Will you endure? Will you be reliable? Will you be loyal? Will you be trustworthy? Will you be faithful? He didn't say if, he said when. When it gets difficult, you see, for Donna's dad, it was a given that as a black and white mixed couple, we would have to deal with prejudice and discrimination, and we have. For me, I would have, would have to deal with some things for the first time that Donna and her family had always had to deal with. It was a when, not an if. And for some of you listening today, now or in recent months, you have been and are dealing with the when and not if of difficult times, of troubled times. You may be experiencing at the moment isolation. It may be that you've had roles and responsibilities in or outside the church that have changed or reduced or even disappeared in this time. You may have lost a loved one in this season and you haven't been able to fully gather with family and friends. You may be currently facing challenges with your own mental health or the mental health of a loved one. You may be facing an uncertain financial future or uncertainty with employment. It may be that as you reflect on the events of recent months it, uh, where, we, where we have concentrated on racial injustice, that you yourself have engaged with the pain of injustice in your, your own life, whether around race or other issues. It may also be that, that you've got those around you who belittle you for your faith. It may be even today that you're struggling to even believe. And so the re in the reality of the when and not if of the troubles of life, the troubles of life that Jesus said we would face, he said, in this world you will have trouble. In such a world, what does faithfulness look like? What does it look like for us to endure? What does it look like to be faithful? You know, is it a question of just knuckling down, of getting on with it, of, of grinning and bearing it, or is there something more? And as, I've, as I reflect on this, I want us to reflect on that little definition I gave early on, that little translation for faithfulness. Endurance driven by trust. That endurance, that keeping on, keeping on, that comes from within. I've recently heard... Um, illustrate an illustration that describes the fruit of the spirit and how we treat the fruit of the spirit and for many of us we treat the fruit of the spirit like a Christmas tree so it's a tree on which we on the outside we adorn it with what we perceive as good behavior of love joy peace kindness goodness faithfulness and so on we seek to adorn it by our external good behaviors and they are our ornaments that we present but the reality is the fruit of the Spirit isn't what we 
what we externally adorn a tree with, it's what comes from within, in a living tree, a living tree that naturally produces fruit from a devoted life, a life where we regularly uh, water and are replenished. The Christian author Jerry Bridges put it this way, he said, a focus on the outward structure of character and conduct without taking the time to build the inward foundation of devotion to God will fail us. This eventually results in cold morality or legalism, or even worse, self-righteousness and spiritual pride. We must develop the inner and outer aspects of godliness simultaneously. See, when Paul wrote of faithfulness as part of the fruit of the Spirit, he meant fidelity and trustworthiness towards God and the way we are trustworthy towards others, which is born out of something. It's born out of a devoted life, that life that is rooted in him, rooted in God. And in part, that's why in this season we've put together some, some resources uh, for, for people to, to reflect on what we've called summer resources and um, they're available on the, web, on the website at trentv.org forward slash summer resources and uh, feel free to go to those and in there there are some tools that will help in uh, spiritual practice is in, in drawing close to God and they'll be available beyond the summer as well. You see the invitation of God is to a life of faithfulness born from our understanding and our experience of the nature and the character of God. You know, as we read in the Bible, in this book, we read a story that is about the ongoing and enduring faithfulness of God, a story where he is true to his word, a story of God's faithfulness to those like Moses and Joseph, Joshua, David, Ruth, Esther, to the people of Israel. And then the story continues because it's a story where that faithfulness is expressed through Jesus, whose complete faithfulness to us was demonstrated through him, living a life of obedience, obedience even unto death on a cross. And so when Jesus made that statement that I quoted a few minutes ago, where he said, in this world, you will have trouble, that wasn't the complete statement because it goes on. He says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. See, God's call and calling to you and to me to a life of faithfulness is not simply a life of endurance. It's a life of endurance driven by trust. And you might ask, well, what difference does that make between a life of endurance and a life of endurance driven by trust. And I would say it makes all the difference in the world. I don't know how many of you like lemon curd. Now I've always liked lemon curd, but then four weeks ago, I bought a jar of Raydale Preserves lemon curd with avocado. A taste sensation does not describe it. You see, there's lemon curd and there's Raydale Preserves lemon curd with avocado. They do not compare. Just like a simple life of endurance and a life of endurance driven by trust do not compare. 
And so as you reflect on the realities of life today, as you seek to endure, as you seek to be faithful and to be loyal, what is that endurance flavoured by? Is it grin and bear it endurance or endurance driven by trust? Trust in the enduring faithfulness of God. What is your endurance flavoured by today? You know, we're called to a life of faithfulness, faithfulness to God, faithfulness to his word, faithfulness to his commands. We're called to a life of loyalty, fidelity, reliability, endurance, faithfulness. But it's not a faithfulness born out of sheer determination or force of will. It's a faithfulness born out of trust, trusting God, trusting the very faithfulness of God, that we endure as we endure, he endures with us. And as I come towards the close, I, I want to ask two questions today. In this current season, in, in the when and the not if of the troubles of this world, where is it that you are needing to experience God's faithfulness? And secondly, where are you being called to a life of faithfulness, a life of endurance driven by trust, by faith? Where are you needing to experience God's faithfulness? Maybe you're currently that, experiencing that isolation I described earlier. Maybe you've lost that, a sense of purpose at the moment. Maybe you're grieving for a loved one that you've recently lost, or it may be in this season that you're engaging with the pain of loss of someone who, who, who you lost some time ago and, and you're engaging with that grief and it's resurfaced. Maybe you're facing uncertainty with finances or employment. Maybe you are currently dealing with the challenges of mental health for yourself or a loved one. Maybe you're dealing with physical health issues. It may be that as you reflect on recent months and as, as we have talked about injustice, it, it, it's brought up the pain in your own life of dealing with racism or other prejudice. It may be that people around you are belittling you because of your faith. It may be today you're even struggling to believe. And as a church community, we want to be able to support one another. So it may be the day you're, you're feeling isolated or in need of practical help and you're thinking, I don't know where to turn. And if that's, that's you, then I'd really encourage you to, um, to go to trentv.org forward slash help. And um, so we can connect you and uh, get help to you. It may be that you want to get involved in our church as a, as a church community. And if that's you, then I'd really encourage you to go to trentv.org forward slash connect. And if, if, if you do that and you fill in a little form, um, then someone will, from the team will come back to you. But today, as well as thinking of the support we can provide as a church family, I also want each of us to be able to reflect on and know God's faithfulness to us to know and live out what Moses said to the people of Israel as he was, he was passing on the baton of leadership to Joshua. And he said this in, in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 31.6, he said this to the people of Israel who were going to be continuing on their journey. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, 
nor forsake you. As I look back on my life so far, I can reflect on times of joy and pain, of success and failure, of good times and bad times. As I, as I, as I look back, however, there is one strand that runs through it, and it's the faithfulness of God. In the last few years, our, our family has been through a number of times of, um, of, of significant loss and of challenging events. But I can honestly say that throughout that time, I have experienced and known God's ongoing faithfulness. The God who will never leave me, he will never forsake me. And it's that faithfulness, his faithfulness, that means we can ourselves be strong and courageous. Now, where is it that God is inviting you to a life of faithfulness today? A life of endurance driven by trust. To keep on keeping on, to endure with trust. It may be to persevere with your faith. It may be even engaging with church. In this time where you may have struggled on engaging on Sundays or with online um, meeting online. Or it may be that in this season, roles and uh, ways of serving that you have previously had have diminished or even at this point disappeared. Maybe God is, is inviting you into engaging or re-engaging with church. It may be that God is inviting you to endure with someone else, someone else who has experienced loss, someone who is feeling isolated, someone who's struggling with health or struggling with a sense of purpose, even struggling to believe. It may be that God is calling you in this season to speak out against injustice. Or it may be that he is simply inviting you to walk with him hand in hand, to go through daily life, to go through the events and the routine of life. And in a moment, we're going to go over to John and Debbie to, um, for, a, for a time of ministry. But before we do that, I just want to invite you just to have a moment. And I'm going to read out those two short passages, the one was, which was the words of Jesus and the other the words of Moses. And I want you to receive them as God's word for you personally today. And when I've read them out, we will then go over to John and Debbie. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you.